Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors at Griffin Air Conditioning. Griffin Air Conditioning offers the highest quality of air conditioning sales and service across the Sydney metropolitan area, providing installation and maintenance to commercial, domestic and industrial customers. Working with this team, you'll be guaranteed the latest services, technology and developments in the industry, as well as dealing with some legendary blokes. Visit griffinair.com.au and tell them we sent you for a cool deal. That's griffinair.com.au. Welcome to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. We've put you in charge. It's your questions, their answers. Billy Slater. Uh, the next one, obviously, would be a club legend at South Sydney, and that'd be Bob McCarthy. He's worse than me. He is a dickhead in the box, mate. Honestly. The King Wally Lewis. The play against the Midstone was like playing against the Australian side. Dave Taylor. Uh, mate, that's a hard question. Oh, probably as a kid growing up, Chief Harrigan. I remember I met a bloke called Vince Corrales. Yes. The father spoke of and terrorised Australia, apparently, in the late 50s. Darren Lockyer, when he was a fullback. His longevity is unbelievable. Yeah, it was special. Um, I'm going to have to say Billy Slater. To me, means the fabric of what Queensland's about. I see those two as two of the greatest coaches. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered. It's question answer time this week with one of the greats, 268 club games, four grand finals, three state of origin jerseys. Matty Guyer has joined us, mate. These aren't my questions. They're from the listeners. They're a loose lot. Good luck. We're going to start with Mark from Western Suburbs. And he asks, what was it like growing up with your brother as your hero? Now, I do have a feeling... I know who Mark from the Western <laughs> Suburbs Mark may be. Mark from Western Sydney? Yes. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, a great, it's a, it's a story I like uh, uh, revelling in and, and sharing. I've, you know, we're a Housing Commission family from yeah. from Wayland in Mount Druitt and um, I basically, growing up with Mark was I had two dads, you know, in yeah. the sense that Mark was eight years older than me, so... While he was 16, I'm eight, you know, and dad was young. Yep. Dad was only 18, 19 when he had Mark. So the age gap between those two is is, is comparable to us as we grow up. So mum and dad both worked. Mm. So when I woke up in the morning, they were gone to work. And when I got home from school, they weren't there. Um, and Mark was responsible, Mark and my older sister, Jodie. So, yep. um, yeah, and then that was the early childhood stuff. Back, you know, people see us playing footy against each other in the NRL, but yeah. my memory of playing footy against Mark, originally he's on his knees. Yep. You know, he was on his knees in the front yard and I still couldn't beat him, you know. And <laughs> um but yeah, he tormented me. He was a he was a he was a bully of a big brother. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was uh 
I was so fast because I used to be able to run away from him and he was so big because he used to steal my food. Um, <laughs> wasn't too far from the truth, but he, uh, he he's fiercely protective as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he had to be, you know, he defended our family. And and then in, in the really good times, I remember him getting a new car and bringing it to a footy field and I thought I was like the Lord Mayor of the town, you know, yeah. and all the kids wanted to see Mark Guy. This is after he played for Australia and stuff. And uh, his new Toyota Camry he drove back. And this bronze Toyota Camry, I was like, yeah, it's pretty sick. Um, you know, we'd always had secondhand cars yep. and things like that. And then, um, but then, you know, obviously hit some harder times as, 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 as it does. And, and yeah, we stick by each other, you yep. know, and, or, you know, he's loyalty to me, he's my loyalty to him as well. And, um, I'll defend him as my brother. And, but no, I, I just see him unlike others. He's my brother. Yeah. You know, we love each other and. Um, you know, we, we don't see, you know, I'm up here on the coast and he's mm. down there in Penrith now. And so we don't get to see each other as much as we like to or our families, but, um, you know, we're over there if we need each other. Jay from Regentville asks, what was your best year and best form buffer? When was it? Uh, actually, it's funny, like NRL, but the thing that the year that changed my life would have been my, uh, I played in, under 16, 17s, I wasn't – I played okay footy, didn't make yep. any Penrith teams. And then we go to under-19s in Penrith. We skip 18s and play C grade. And in my first year of that, so playing against the older boys as the under underage, I actually just – I got taller, I got more confident, I got faster. Yep. And um, and things just clicked from that moment on. And um, wow. I got – I got actually – I was player of the season in the competition yep. that year. And that led into playing a bit of rep footy for Penrith. And then instead of going back to the local A grade, uh, I played – I'm sorry, instead of going back to the local C grade where I could have, where I just played the year before, yep. went back and played A grade and did all the right things. But then, yeah, it was a bit of a tumultuous time around Penrith and um, yep. and I got resold. And I don't want to – you know, that, that was 20 years ago. They probably did me a favour at the time. I was really bitter. Yeah. Really bitter. And, um, and I – because I – I know it was unjustified. Yep. I know I shouldn't have. And it was, you know, if I was an 18-year-old kid who there was no politics in my life and they brought yeah. politics into it and it was stupid. But again, no, All you uh, wanted to do was play for Penrith. All I want to do, mate, I sit up on that hill where I used to slide down on the cardboard when yeah. I, on the back of the hill when I used to watch my brother play. And, like, obviously he was my hero back then, you know, yeah. big unit running out, everyone, people in the stands with his number on their back. Mm. And I never thought I would, to be fair, like, and this is as true as the day is long. I never thought I'd have an NRL career, and we can wow. get into that a little bit later. But I just like playing footy, and I was never yeah. really a. I was always one of the better ones in my team, but never the better in the area, or you know. You weren't the standout kid no. like a a Brad Fittler or a, no, a not. Brasher, or and I wasn't big. Yeah. So it wasn't, and I, I in that year, I, I my feet come under me. I got a lot quicker. Like, yep. But um, yeah, so. That that was sort of taken from me, and I was like, I didn't feel like they'd taken my career away from me. They just yeah. took away that opportunity to play for Penrith, which was even if it was twenty threes or, or or reserve grade or anything like that. That that was what made me bitter. Um, but like I said, I went over to Perth. I just had to get away, and and things fell into place. Super League started, and so a lot of more people, a lot of more kids were getting a game, and yep. and that fell into my lap a little bit at that time. So, but in all seriousness, I think uh, nineteen ninety nine was my best year, and. Okay. It, uh, I started the year, which gave me a real huge amount of confidence because yep. I was always in first grade or in a team because I'd filled someone's spot or someone had got injured and yeah. you're always looking over your shoulder. But 
um, yeah, Chris Anderson had given me the start, and actually, I, I that year it's it's a, I didn't realize this till many many years later. I I started that year, I got married, and I ended in January. I ended the year, and I had my first child. They didn't tell me that. This next bit is what they told me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew that. I knew that bit. Um, I, I scored the first points and the last points of that season. I scored the try. Wow. Yeah, we played the first game of the season against Penrith. Yep. At Olympic Park, I scored in the corner, and I kicked the grand final goal. I didn't know that. Someone told me. I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty that's cool. cool." That is very cool. Yeah. Uh, Shani from Townsville asks, and Shani might well be on a current affair or, or nine news. Who was the best you played with? And you can only say one. No sitting on the fence. No. <laughs> Asking the tough questions. Uh, look, when I. In my life, before, around 2005, 2006, I always used to answer that question with Robbie Ross. Yes. Um, I don't okay. think I would have played, I don't think I would have played rep footy if it wasn't for Boo Boo. Wow. Um, I love the way, I loved his approach to the game. Yeah. He didn't, we were on a plane once going to like Canberra and he thought we we're going to Canterbury. Like he had, he, got, he looked at the ticket and he's like, oh, we're playing, we're playing the Raiders, are we? Oh, oh wow. but he knew his game. It wasn't a disrespect thing. Yep. He knew his game and, and, like, like I know I was part of the group, me, him, and Marcus by at the back, but he was the one that really brought in that, and and Chris Anderson encouraged it about playing footy at the back. Yep. You know, like yeah. putting a pass on, and, and mate, we gave you couldn't count on two hands how many hospital passes Boo Boo and I gave each other. Yeah. But on the same thing, we were there for each other all the time. Yep. How many line breaks we made on kick returns and things like that, and you know you get half a dent, and then Marcus crashes India, and a lot of this, you know, you get a lot of momentum out of those things. Um. Not a student of the game at all, Boo, but knew the game. Really Some knew the game. Some guys are like that, aren't they? Oh yeah, like a guy like Shane Webke. Yeah, didn't know who his opposition number was. Hadn't seen the television for two months, but turned up and did what he did. Yeah, and that's that's Boo. That was Boo. It was real. You know, you wouldn't see him study in the big league, but then I think like now, what Billy did to that position, like, yeah. like um. He's the, he's the best fullback I've ever seen. So yep. obviously he's the best fullback I've played with. Um, I, I just even now when I'm coaching, I do a lot of coaching juniors and that. Now I'm, some of the ideologies of Bill, just little things that we talked about and mm. at training and that I try and pass on to these kids. And I don't obviously I don't expect them to do them at his level, but yeah, um, they think they're getting and they're getting pearls of wisdom because he's the way he. I love the way his work ethic and the way he approached the game because yep. he wasn't. He wasn't the player he was. He became when he came to Melbourne. He became the player. Yep. He worked hard and he decided to be that player. But I think I think the best player I've ever played with is, is Cam. Yep. Um, Cam Smith. In case you're wondering. In case yeah, you can't argue. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, just his he settled nature. I actually played a couple of games in NRL at hooker, so it really gave me like I, yeah. I, was, I wasn't a hooker. Yeah. But um, that gave me an even greater appreciation of it. Like because mm. you know you see him doing his thing and. Everyone says, like, you know, I was the one that coined the, you know, like he's, you know, the accountant body, the accountant's body and all that yeah. stuff. Like, because it looked like that. But you know what? He's fiercely competitive. He's, he's, he was, when rugby league, I, Brett Kenny was my idol when I grew up. There's two yeah, of us. Yeah, there's yeah. two of us. So there you go. So, and he's, he's, he's like, he's the same as Cam. Yeah. Looks like they've just got out of bed. They go and carve you up and they go and sit and have a beer. Yeah. Like, you know, they'd rather have a beer than a protein shake and, yeah. And they both look like they haven't worked up a sweat. Yeah. And um, but be able, be able, I think when you put Bert and Cam next to each other, what they do on the field was quite comparable. But to do it in the middle of the field, yeah, 
to do it until you're 37, yep. to do it at all levels of the game every week, mate, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors at Griffin Air Conditioning. Griffin Air Conditioning offers the highest quality of air conditioning sales and service across the Sydney metropolitan area, providing installation and maintenance to commercial, domestic and industrial customers. Working with this team, you'll be guaranteed the latest services, technology and developments in the industry, as well as dealing with some legendary blokes. Visit griffinair.com.au and tell them we sent you for a cool deal. That's griffinair.com.au. This could well be the question of the podcast. I don't know if you've been asked this yet. Aidan from St. Clair asks, because you're mates with Cameron Smith, did you know he was retiring at the end of 2020 and you were forced to keep a secret? <laughs> Good question, no. So the short answer is no. I, I don't think he knew. Yeah. Like I, 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 don't, I don't put that expectation on the cam to tell me. Um, I did joke at the time. I mm. said my wife will tell me because his wife, Barb, will yep. tell my wife before anything. Yep. And then my wife will tell me. Um, as you would know, in, in your journey life, Cameron Smith is the hardest man in the world to it's, get a message or a phone call from. It's a hard book to read um, as well, yeah. So, uh, And that, that includes his mates. They yeah. don't feel special. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, no, I didn't. And I didn't pressure him. I didn't want to ask him any of those questions. Um, I did say that if he wanted to bounce like any sort of yeah. ideas, obviously retired and life after and kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I think it was a family decision. I think mm. it was a decision that he would have consulted with, with Craig and perhaps others at the Storm, but mm. certainly Barb and the kids and the fact that they had moved up here out of Melbourne, I think everyone said, oh, yeah, he's retiring, he's retiring, but that wasn't the indication at all. That mm. that. <clears throat> People read into it and thought, oh, they knew the answer. But yep. I, I actually believe that he hadn't decided. Mm. The Big 32 asks, that famous 1991 State of Origin match where Mark wanted to fight the entire state of Queensland, where were you? What do you remember and what's the best story to come out of it? I was there. You were? I was there. I was in the rain. It was unreal. I was uh, on about the 40 where the family sit and I was baying for Wally's blood like the rest of us. <laughs> Mate, I, I was I was saying because like, I've seen my brother fight. Yeah, he hasn't lost. So have I. I don't think he's lost many. No, nah, I don't. Any. I haven't seen him lose one. Yeah, I haven't seen him lose one. So, and um, everyone was saying, "Oh, well, he could fight." Not at the time, but I was a um, sixteen-year-old. My brother's twenty-four. Mm. He's playing state of origin. Like he's he's a god. Yeah, he you know like he's he's so. And he, I thought he was playing. I, my saddest my saddest thing for my brother about that night. Is everyone forgets the footy he played, and you know what he was—he was going, he was—he was loose. Yep. But apparently, you know, and I, I believe him. He, you know, he got the—he got the green light. I believe that a hundred percent. But geez, mate, mate, how often have you seen a player a single singularly take on a team like that in yeah. State of Origin? And I, so he was playing. He was on. He was. He was ripping. And and um, I was just hoping that he knocked Wally out. I was at that point. Yeah. You know, I, I've since then I've. Got to meet Wally Lewis, and I, you know, he's a great man. And I'm, yep. I think, I think if that turned into a fight, it wouldn't have been the folklore of what it is now. I think it would have just been another Origin fight, another Origin stink. So I think that's a um, really good point, mate. I think 
Mark, um, the commercial side, is <laughs> every time Origin comes around, I think he's really glad that he didn't punch Wally. And I think Wally's pretty glad that he didn't punch Wally either. Yeah. But, mate, that's off to Wally Lewis too. Like, you know, Mark's not known to hold his hands back. No. And as a captain, he knew that Mark was taking the game away from the, yeah. the Queenslanders. And so he said, I need to do something. And he put his chin right there where it shouldn't big, have been. Big and, balls for, from yeah, the king, yeah. That's why he's the king. He knew that. But, um, yeah, I was right there. I was baying for his blood. And actually when Mark came out after the game, he, he came out, he was really upset. And we were like proud. Like, we were like mate, you won. You mm. How good. Mate, mate, Snod's kicking that sideline goal. You know, like what a game. And um, he said, I've got six weeks. I'm like what? He goes, oh, yeah, they, they, they've, they've got six weeks, this and this and this. I mean, like I thought that where he started to stink, and I know he threw that that missed shoulder charge at yep, Paul Hoff. At Paul Hoff, yeah, mate. They all come for him, and um, but yeah, like, again, like I can see where he sat with that. Like they've given him the green light and said, "Yeah, tower, go and rip into him," and then they hung him out dry. So he, he felt really abandoned. I know during that stage, but um, yeah, no, that was that was they're just one of those moments that I could I could draw, you know, I could make a movie exactly where I was every moment. Yep. And um, yeah, well, as the rain didn't even feel the rain, it was just that was an epic, epic game. Amazing game. Taylor Hennessy from Mooney Valley asked the 1999 Melbourne side versus the 2007 Melbourne side. Who wins and why? Oh gee, yeah, it's different it's, footy sides. Yeah, it was. It's 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 again. You you, you want to get into that oh, best heavyweight of all time conversation and yep. um and being part of both sides, it's. It's you know trying to pick your favourite kid, mm. you know like I, the the euphoria of of winning grand final. We got thrown down in Melbourne, you know like everyone forgets, you know I'd already been to Perth, yep. and that turned into well it faded and, and yep. went away, and um and I I didn't want to go to Melbourne. I tried not to go to Melbourne because I thought it was going to be a repeat. And I, oh, like I said earlier, mate, I didn't think I'd have a career. Yeah, so I was just sort of oh well, I'll go to Melbourne, then I'll go somewhere else, and so I um. Yeah, I was I was a bit nonplussed about being there, and then you know you could see just something building, and, and it was built by the Bronx, ex, like Rebo and, and Johns, yeah. and then we had Opes with the Bulldogs, and we recruited a lot of Reds and um, Hunter Mariner boys, and yep. and you could just see like some of their more wily recruits with Lazo and Tawera Nickow, and you know you got the younger guys at the time and Kearns and How, you know, and then even like the Knights, like the the, the Hunter Mariner boys they brought over were just. You know, they really typified our Brett culture. Kamali and the we got hit. We had the skill of Kamali and but we had the hardness of yeah. Richie Swain and Paulie Marquette yep. and, and Hill and um, Ross and yeah. Kamali. Those three locked in, you know, and so that was the, that was the spine. You know, we didn't we never even used to talk about spines back then. No, but our spine was Robbie changed. Ross, Brett Kamali, Scott Hill, and Richard Swain, or Danny Williams before Richard Swain, then Richard yeah. Swain. So that's a good spine in anyone's language. That that's an international anything, spine, you know. Yeah. Like, so. Um, and us outside backs, we were just doing our best. We will try to try and climb over each other mm. for a spot and we had a lockdown pack and it was unlimited interchange. Yep. So that euphoria, that it was a bit like, I must admit, it was a bit unexpected. Yeah. Like I'd, um, I'd played in the Queensland Cup grand final the year before, about half, me and Matty Rua and a couple of the other boys are down in Melbourne. So Matty that was pretty Rua, cool. Yeah. Matty Rua could hit. Um, and then, yeah, and then after that, to play in the NRL one a year later, yeah, it was it was just totally just out of his realm. So that the the, the surprise, not the surprise, the 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 um, celebrations. Yep. You know, were just off tap because it was like oh, as know, they should be. You know, 
Um, but then in 2007, it was more like it was it was coming for a long time. Like when Belly like you know, without other interference, Craig Bellamy's never yeah. missed a final series. You know, in those first few final series, we were out of our depth. Like we shouldn't have been in there, but we got in there because we worked were, hard and yeah. we were in Bulldogs. Give it to us a couple of years there. I think they mm-hmm. might have put fifty on us too. And Roosters were too good for us back then. And in two thousand six, um, we lose the grand final to the Bronx, and so we're we're spurned at that group. You know, like we're we're like we know we're close, but yeah. And um, and that's why I like forget the two thousand six one because I was one of my worst games I've ever played. Um, but then two thousand and seven, yeah, we're we're ready to go. You know, and and. The, the caliber of that 2007 side, wow! Like yeah. it was, you know, and that on was on paper that, really tough to beat that side. Really, yeah, it's it's a it's a good side, and then yeah, 2008 comes around, and mainly or us a year later, you know, they've lost one and they're ready yep. to go, and they give us a a good old hide, and so I am going to sit on the fence with that one. You are going to sit on the fence. Brett from Kellyville asks, and this is topical. Perth does a footy team. Work there or would work there, in your opinion, having been there? Mate, I, yeah, so short answer, yes, it yeah. will work. Long answer, everyone's going, oh, it didn't work last time. But now we've got the Melbourne Storm model. Yeah. You know, like we're not – you don't use that Perth model. You don't use the Adelaide Rams model, That those failing models. Yep. You've got the Melbourne Storm model, so you take that over there and it's a – there's no more AFL-dominated town than Melbourne. Yep. And – we took like we haven't taken over that town. You don't have to take over the town. You yeah. know they're getting a hundred thousand home and away games down there, but we're yeah. still surviving. So it's not about it's it's about being everyone's second team. Yep. You know, yeah. or, or having a, having a part in the fabric. You know, you don't have to go and take over the AFL. Mm-hmm. You just have to be part of the town. You have to fi- you find your spot. Find your spot, yeah. and that's where we really essentially did over in Perth and. Um, like over in Perth, well, that was such a big country town over there by then. Yeah. That's all that was. And so since then, that 20 years, that's it's gone gangbusters, the yeah. money and the people and even the even the junior footy's booming over there a little yep. bit more now. So, look, I, I, I wouldn't – I haven't analysed it enough to say, oh, look, they're stupid if they don't go. Yep. I haven't looked at the other bids um, and I'm not going to be the one making the decision in yeah. the end anyway. So I, I just like to sort of sit back and observe but. Are they in a better position now than when they were? You Absolutely, bet. Can yeah. it work? You bet. Will Beautiful. it be better for the for the game in the sense with TV rights? Of course it will be. Yeah. Last one, I'll say sorry first. It's from Pete Thompson from Gungarland. Have you watched back the entire 08 grand final or is that one game you won't watch? You never – I'd be really surprised if anyone watches it. Watch I'd watch the 08 one before I watch the 06 one, put it that way. Okay, wow. Because uh, personally, that 06 one, that's that's one I just don't want to see again. Okay. But um, even though we are closer in 06, um, I, and I think we are really unlucky in 06, I think there was yeah. a few calls that sort of – they better team one on the day, but um, – yeah, just a, like a few of those calls where we're a young team and we just didn't have that resilience to sort of hold yep. on and go with it. And uh, but yeah, oh eight, no, no, I uh, I get told by enough of manly pundits around. I get to, I get reminded oh. of that game enough, but uh, there's no need no need to watch that one again. No, that's Q and A on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Thank you, Matty Guy. Always a pleasure, legend. Thanks, buddy. There you have it, another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast, where the podcast that doesn't talk about the legends of the game 
We're the one that talks with them for you. Over the off-season, we've got two weekly podcasts. Tuesday's a Q&A day. Your questions, their answers. You legends are in complete control of the interview. Look out. Then the weekend story comes out. You guessed it, on the weekend. We're moving away from footy for this one and chatting with friends I've met along the journey. All with amazing, confrontational or emotional yarns, it proves you don't necessarily have to be a big name to have a big story. Before you go, we'd love for you to hit that five-star rating for us on the app you're listening on, on the way out. Write a review too, we'd love that. It helps us grow the brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon, legends.